Scripture comes from Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses one through five. And it reads, do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be measured, the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Dear God, our, our, our Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, God, and for all that we have yet to see. We ask in this moment that you will open all of our eyes and our ears. Lord, let this word uh, go so deep in our hearts that we are forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. In this particular portion of scripture today, it comes near the end of the Sermon on the Mount. It, in this address, Jesus is pulling on his disciples and others assembled to be different, even peculiar from the religious masses. In this address, he has given the Beatitudes and asked them to be salt and light. He has talked about murder and anger and adultery and divorce. He has talked about oaths and uh, retaliation, charitable deeds, prayer, fasting, wealth, and not judging. Jesus has covered a lot of ground. In all of this, he presents a resolute case for love, grace, mercy, accountability and action, and he repeatedly tells us not to be hypocritical or self-righteous. Amen. In chapter 7, we find these words. Do not judge so that you will not be judged, for in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured unto you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not notice the log in your own eye. This is not a call uh, to overlook all wrong and refuse to judge anything or anyone at any time. Let me say that again. This, this, this statement of uh, do not judge so that you will not be judged is not a call to overlook all wrong and refuse to judge anything or anyone at any time. It can't be a call for this because later in this passage, you will see Jesus call for the people to avoid false prophets. And the only way to do that is to judge their fruit. Amen. So what Jesus is saying is this. To answer, uh, 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 what, what is Jesus saying it, it begins to be the question. And to answer this question, I would like to take you to John 3 and 17. It reads, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn, some versions say, to judge the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Hmm. Jesus was not sent to condemn or to judge the world but in order that it might be saved through him. What does that mean? 
It means that Jesus was not sent to declare us unfit for use or unfit for service, but rather to justify or redeem us that we could be used by God and be of God's good service. Jesus did not come to tear us down to prove himself better, but to pick us up and to make us better. Likewise is the call of all, the call of God on all of our lives. We are not called to condemn our brothers and our sisters, but to empower them in, in and through God. We are not called to tear others down in order to build ourselves up, for that is the way of the Pharisees, not the way of God, but rather to pick up those who have fallen in efforts to make them better. It is not our position to be self-righteous and self-serving, but to be selfless in, in, in efforts to serve more effectively in the body of Christ. Amen. Today's scripture goes on to record, for in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured unto you. And th this portion of scripture reminds me <laughs> of a story. And this story can be found in Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 23 through 25. And it says, for this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to, to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and his children and all that he had and, repa and repayment be made. So the slave fell on the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him and began to choke him, saying, pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell on the ground and began to plead with him, saying, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him into prison until he should repay what was owed. When his fellow slaves saw what happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you of all of your debt that you pleaded with me about. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in that same way that I had mercy on you? And the Lord was moved with anger and handed him over to the torturers. Like this wicked servant, too often we expect God to extend his hand in mercy towards us, but forget to extend that same mercy to others when, we, when they are in need of it. We forget that God requires that we forgive. That is one of his commands to us. So when we refuse to do so, we are choosing to sin against God. How do we overcome that stain of that sin? By asking God for forgiveness. How do we stay away from that sin? By forgiving others every time. So we must remember that the measure of mercy that we extend, we shall also receive. And the measure of forgiveness that we sow, we should also reap. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. 
our big problem is that it is easy for us to acknowledge the wrong in others because it makes us feel better than. And hard for us to acknowledge the wrong in ourselves because it makes us feel less than. It is easier to judge and condemn others to hell, uh, forgetting that we were once them a few years ago doing the same type of foolishness. My granny would say, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Reminds me, I was over at a friend's house. I had to be about 10 or 11. And, and I was watching his little brother do some of the, 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 the stupidest, I, I, I shouldn't say that, but that's, that's what I said then, things that I could imagine him doing. And, and I made some comments I probably shouldn't have made, not knowing that, that my friend's mother was right behind me. And she proceeds to pop me in the back of the head and she says, boy, don't you realize that you did the exact same thing that he's doing now when, he when you were his age? Don't, don't be so high and mighty now that you forget where you came from. So now what you need to do is go help him out so that he can get where you are in less steps. That is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to remember that we are not perfect ourselves, that we have committed some, some, some stupid acts, that we have done some things that weren't right. But, but instead of condemning those that are where we once were, let us extend our hand in mercy and grace and help them to get where they are going. Jesus says it this way in verses 4 and 5. He says, how can you see uh, the log in your brother's eye but can't see the speck in yours? <laughs> that, that's kind of where we live most times. We, we can see the, the small thing in your life that is completely messed up by our standard, but our standard doesn't apply to us. Therefore, we can't see anything that is wrong in ours. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? This is a famous line from a children's movie that most of us know. However, what most of us won't admit to is that we ourselves tend to look into our proverbial mirrors and ask this same question. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest, most beautiful, most perfect, most holy, best at everything person of them all? And when the mirror says, sorry, honey, but it's not you, it, it, it ain't you. You're, you're not perfect. You're, you're not the most beautiful. You're not the, uh, this ideal that makes no mistakes. You're, you're not even the best at what you do. Then, 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 that somebody has beat you in something or everything. It, it is in that moment that we are in a fight for selfish vainglory and begin to look for others we can tear down in order to feel better about ourselves. Subconsciously, we even look to judge and condemn to gain ground. And at that point, we begin to give into the world system and abandon the call of God on our lives. In other situations, we find ourselves at a place where we feel as though we have arrived and we are, are like the wicked servant. We, we have everything that we need, but we forget the steps that it took to get there.
and the mistakes that we made along the way. We forget the times that we bumped our heads. We forget that had it not been for the grace of God and the forgiveness of others, we would not be where we are. In short, it is our job to restore and not revoke, to rebuild and not tear down, to empower and not to condemn, to be as Christ in the world that someone uh, in the world that someone who was lost and on the fringes of their faith may experience God's love and run to his throne and continue the cycle of love. Be not a hypocritical judge tearing down others so that you feel better about you. The scriptures even say be careful about uh, uh, doing good things so that people can say good things about you and tearing other people down so that you can feel better. Rather, rather, rather be a change agent for Christ, giving love instead of hate, grace instead of condemnation, and God over all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.